I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Des Bishop Podcast. Welcome back. It was a long, hot summer. And in New York, it was a quite hot autumn, and it had gotten cold, both in the weather and between myself and the listener, a cold, barren pause of interviews, but both metaphorically and physically, the heat has returned, and we are going to warm up our relationship with an interview, a chat with Mia Jackson. Great comedian from Atlanta. You might know her from American Last Comic Standing and the movie Mother's Day. But I know her because she has joined me on a great set of gigs in Aruba, in the Caribbean, right off the coast of Venezuela. So it has warmed up weather-wise too. And this interview, this chat, was recorded on the beach yesterday. Uh in 28 degree Celsius weather and it was the nicest location I've ever recorded a podcast and it was great and I mean the reason I'm chatting to me is because we're together and I thought it was a fortuitous time because there's a lot to talk about in relation to women in comedy the last few weeks of things that have come out in the media so this chat is a uh, 50% uh, a fun chat getting to know Mia and 50% an important chat about you know what it's like to be a woman in comedy which uh, you know it's a, it's a conversation that we've touched on before but I guess you know you have I, well for me personally I have to have a revisit because there's been a lot of articles since the Louis C.K. stuff came out about how women feel they're treated in the world of comedy and um, I was particularly moved by a Lori Kilmartin article in the New York Times, um, and it made me rethink a lot of behavior that goes on, and so it was great to be able to chat to me about that. So if that's all you're interested in, though I don't recommend doing this, that chat starts on uh, like approximately 34 minutes. I can't say for sure because I'm recording this intro and then I'm putting the intro on, but let's just say approx 34 minutes. Uh, but let's not beat around a bush. Wonderful, funny person, Mia Jackson. Uh, this is my chat with her. So you want to ask me the question again you asked me before do, we started recording? What I would like to know before I continue is will this podcast make me famous in Ireland? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't think so, and there's a number of reasons. <sighs> All right, fine. Number one, I haven't been great at putting podcasts up lately, so All right. sadly, you are... Um, this you're well. You're, you're almost in the pioneer status because I haven't posted since sh- Charlottesville, <laughs> when I had a rant on my own in my car uh, after Trump's reaction to Charlottesville. Mm, so this has been some months, is what you're saying. Yes, and uh, so 
the optimum time to be on a podcast would not be the first, you know, the first upload after in months. A rant. Well, no, no, no. The rant was very popular. Oh, but the, okay. the point is that I just haven't been posting, so I've why? lost. I've lost some momentum. Why have you lost? You're pure, famous. Pure procrastination. Pure procrastination. Uh, and also, in my defense, because because I've moved to New York and I've got a, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, basically start a new, you know, part of my career. Uh, I have been quite focused on that, and I just haven't felt uh, the huge motivation for uh, to do for a, doing podcast. a podcast. Well, you know what? If if but I can it, get one one Irish fan out well, of this, I promise you, Mia. Just on your voice alone, I hope so. Because you are the first Southerner that I've had on the podcast. <laughs> well, I had Leonard Oots, but, but he's only like half Southern. Right? Leonard is what he was Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, I'm I'm deep South. Georgia. Yeah. You're Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia, right? yes. Yeah. And I'm not even from Atlanta. So, so you're so, from outside Atlanta? I'm from outside of Atlanta. I just lived in Atlanta for a long time. Most Irish people would not be that familiar with Atlanta other than uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, everybody knows it for The Walking Dead. And uh, I don't know what else they would know Atlanta for. There's, I don't know. Who I don't know either. Connecting flights to Orlando or something like that. Yeah, other th- yeah, I don't know what is. What is Atlanta known for? Besides, well, peaches maybe. <laughs> really? Well, you know that's the peach state. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the yeah. Or is it peanuts? <laughs> it's well, it's the peach state because peaches were on our license plates at one point. Oh right. Yeah. So. So you're you're the first proper Southerner that I've had on I'm the podcast. I'm pretty excited about it. So you know we're going to cover some topics. Uh-huh. I I don't normally give a rundown, but first here's the rundown of what we're going to talk about. First, I want to just get to get to know you. All right. A little bit. All right. Here we uh, go. And then, uh, well, we should probably talk about our setting. This which we'll talk about immediately. Very and important. And then, in, in conclusion, uh, you know, it, I've had many f- women on my podcast. But, you know, I avoid the women in comedy conversation sometimes mm. because I feel like that's the cliche. However, in this instance, mm-hmm. it's not the cliche. It's the it's the burning issue. It of is the, the of the day of the of the week. How do you say and burning du jour? Can you say that? I don't know. It, what, it's I the don't burning know. issue du jour. Yeah. But I don't know how to say burning issue. I don't in know. French. Me either. And I took French. I was in French honor society. Really? Yeah. And I do not remember. Anything. I don't even think I could well, read you my certificate. You have to use a language to remember it. You're right. I failed. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll go through a few other things, but then I do want to discuss that. Yeah, I'm ready. We we've been talking about it a lot. We and, have uh, been. It's in, important. In other company, and uh, it's it's interesting. And I've got some questions. And even I was jogging this morning. I was thinking about it. But first, we are here in Aruba. We are in Aruba. So to set the to set the tone here for our <sighs> listeners, this is without doubt the best location we have recorded a podcast. I f- of all the podcasts I've ever done, this the best location ever. In I mean, life. when when you think about it, you know if because I have I have a love hate relationship with the internet and with modern technology, but at this moment, you'd have to say this is mm-hmm. the pinnacle. Of I mean, technology and leisure being brought together in a, just a momentous moment. Like the fact that we're sitting here. On the beach. On the beach. Under ter- a fake tree. Under a fake sort of like, you know, like a thatched uh, thing blocking uh, uh, the sun from us. 
it's it's uh, I guess in American terms it's about 89 degrees in Irish terms about 28 degrees Celsius okay I you know I, I never got into Celsius yeah well, but that's America's fault. that's America's fault they and like I could, the, and they I like the do, imperial system and I did terrible with conversions when I was in like when when they were trying to teach us when I was a kid they were like we're gonna be switching over to the new system so you gotta learn it and then I never did you well resisted. I, w- I, I was I was a part of the resistance so you're right the water is gorgeous even though you won't get in it this and, is uh, because you know what I, let me just say it right here right now I do not know how to swim and I'm not saying that from a stereotypical standpoint let me just be clear my parents made me take swimming lessons as a child and I did not learn how to swim this is all my fault which is unfortunate because it's the water very, is so it's, gorgeous it's beautiful I mean today is not as sunny as the other days but it's still roasting it's, hot <sighs> I'll take a selfie when we're done so that people know we're on two lounge chairs provided by the great staff here at the Marriott Stellaris Resort in Aruba yes word and we're to doing, the staff we're doing some shows here and in fairness I mean I get on well with Ray Ray is organizing it but I think mm-hmm. Me and you have partnered up. We're yeah, like, we have. For this we, trip, we're the partners in crime. Somewhat in the same age range. We are in the same age same range. Same age range, we, um, that's right. You look yeah. younger than me, but that's uh, another stereotype that's, we won't bang on we about. Won't, we, won't, <laughs> we won't talk about it. You look young. Stop it. I'm doing all right. But but anyway. You moisturize, so. I do moisturize. I knew it. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I it's funny because it. Bill Burr has that great routine about his The lotion. About ashy. <laughs> but I... I myself and my brothers used to joke. We it annoyed me when I saw that routine because I had been in my mind thinking I'm going to do a routine about <sighs> black guys and lotion because when we were younger in school in in New York before I moved to Ireland, we always thought it was really funny to have black guys moisturize because like there's a stereotype about moisturization that's like a little effeminate, right? Really? Amongst like yeah, amongst Get like white, so like so like. You know, it's terrible, but white guys were always, like, a little afraid of the black guys, which, we, you know, that's a fact. And uh, so we'd be, in the, <laughs> we'd be in the dressing room, you know, like, and we'd be thinking, like, the black guys are the tough guys. And then they come over to you and be like, yo, man, you got any lotion? <laughs> we'd be like, what? You got any lotion? We'd little like, did what? you, what do you know. <laughs> like, what do you mean lotion? Little did you so know. So I, I always thought that there would be a routine in that, and then boom. Then that bit blows up. Billy kind of nailed it with that. Bit. Now, do you like that bit or? No, I love that bit. I thought it was great because I was Ashy like, was the Ashy was the hook. I never would have got that hook. Yeah, and I, I I just remember when I heard it, I went and I, I knew white people that came to me afterwards and they were like, "Did you like? Wow, like they were amazing." I'm like, "Have you not been using lotion all this time?" <laughs> like I just. I, I mean, because now everybody's into, what is it, the face masks and stuff. Yeah, and well, the, that was big in China. And, and that actually has really took off here in the last couple of years. I noticed the ones, you know, the cloth ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just sit there and you just sit with it on your face yes. for like 15 well, that was minutes. A- that's come like, from Asia for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of the, um, pretty much all the ones that I have purchased, they're all Korean. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that came from, because yep. my, my, when I was going out with a, a woman in China, she was big into that, and she put it on my face a couple of times. But they never fit my face. <laughs> <laughs> like so, so, so your was it? What, I what, had more face. What part didn't get? <laughs> what was it? Was your forehead exposed, or was it your chin? Uh, well, what my forehead was exposed, and then like the nose didn't quite go. You know, like by the time it got to my <laughs> lips, it was kind of like oh. So you only had half. So you had to use two facial masks. No, it just it just wasn't that comfortable. Mm, all right. Do you use them? I just no wait. Have I t- no? I have 
Wait, have I tried one? I have some. I haven't used them yet, but I have been exfoliating lately with some um this strawberry scrub stuff that I found, and it is pretty amazing. You're liking it. I do love it. Because I'm just like, I always just buy those, um, the Vaseline ones, either the green one with the cuc- aloe cucumber or the brown one, which is supposed to be like that's cocoa butter you know that sounds like such a man thing that you don't even need like the green one or the brown one. no the aloe cucumber okay. is the is the green one and the brown, brown one, one is a cocoa butter or infused. it could be something else but what i'm saying is uh i use that and i put it on my face and I, like i i feel like it's fine you know and i'm fine. really going out and i'm really killing my crit here discussing this no you. no you're not it's you're letting people know moisturization is important it's going to be an you're, article. There's going to be an article in Vulture. It's like, how racist is Des Bishop? He immediately talked to the black comedian about lotion. But did not bring it up. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, kidding, it up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If oh, you I, said, if I, I can tell you moisturize. If I brought it up, it's okay. <laughs> this is how you This is how you bridge. It's inappropriate to discuss this is, lotion. This is how you, wouldn't that be? But you know what? Somebody would write a think piece on that. You know what I mean? Because like, we get mad about everything now, so somebody would totally be like, this black comedian talked to a white comedian and they discussed lotion. How do you feel? And then, then and I, he wasn't even up to date with the science. He doesn't even know. He had the audacity to suggest that the cucumber and aloe Vaseline was fine for his face. Doesn't he know that that is oppressive to black people? <laughs> <laughs> it would be some, and then, and then, yeah, then the cucumber some blogger, industry will yeah, be some like, some blogger will get a get a get a raise. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then people are like, I'm, you know, it's some something would happen. It'll be upsetting. Somebody will get upset. Somewhere. Right. I don't want anybody to get upset. We're just, I'm just trying to help people through lotion. So, so I got to know you a little bit in the cellar, but I really, I just got to know you on this trip. This is true. This is. Cause I'm usually um, scared sitting in a corner at the cellar. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting because you've evolved out of a southern comedy scene. I have. Yes, it's so weird. It's a weird thing. So I was drilling you about like, is it different down south and all that? It is. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. So I'm gonna have to find out. You know what? This is the. It's pockets of places in the south that's that's different. Like I said, I was pretty much an Atlanta scene person for a long time and so but even in Atlanta it's still pockets of places where you go oh this crowd is different from this crowd or this crowd but then you go to some places that are super just isolated and it's so weird because a lot of times there are jokes that I'll do in the south and the response that I get will be completely different in New York and but in New York, I'm like, ah, this feels better. I'm like, this, they, <laughs> like, really? They, yeah, it's weird because sometimes. You think it's, it's more sophisticated? Some, but sometimes it's, sometimes it's the, like the nuances that it'll be things where, like, it'll be a tag where I might do it in the South and people are like, huh. But in New York, I will have people sometimes come over to me afterwards and they're like, oh man, when you said this thing, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's so cool. But then in certain places in the South, that'll happen too, but not everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess. I mean, I, I don't think people in New York see you as a novelty, right? Like, like in the sense that, like, a lot of people say to me, push the Irish thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, sometimes people say, push that because then you're, like, unique. But, like, I don't think it, it, a New York audience would go, like, oh, this is really interesting, this Southern yeah. perspective. Do you, do, do you think I so? No, I mean, because this, it's, like, there are certain things where I've, I've wondered, like, I'm like, I wonder if this accent is making them go, isn't that a sweet, precious person that's 
sounding weird and different. So we yeah. have to listen to her. But then a lot of times I'll just see people going, oh, that was really funny. And then that just makes me feel like, oh, they just liked the set. It wasn't a, I mean, there's nothing, I was there's nothing you can do sometimes. Like, I, I, I can't deny that the fact that I was American in the early part of my career in Ireland made it easier for me. You know, but I don't think that's happening with you in no, New York. I don't, no, I don't think so. I mean, I just feel like a, I feel like a regular ass black person just doing jokes, but with a twang. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, everyone plays on their identity to a degree. Yeah, because you have to. I mean, I mean, it's part of who you are. So, yeah, yeah but I mean, I, but that, that's the, I've always, um, but I think even from the very beginning, I've always just kind of, I've never really relied too much on saying, oh, I'm a Southern comic yeah. it's just i mean even even when i was in the south it was just always more like yeah this is just my life like i don't yes. you know some some of it will be shaped by the fact that i'm in the south because this is where i live but then otherwise but yeah i don't i don't have a lot of things where i'm like this is a super southern i mean i do talk about biscuits but i feel like that's kind of nationwide yeah well I'm, I'm always a fan of you know because we don't, Who doesn't I don't I, well i haven't heard a lot of material about biscuits yeah and i'm talking about like not European biscuits isn't cookies. I'm talking about biscuity ass biscuits. I'm glad you clarified that. I but even to. your description shows that you haven't really lived in a world where biscuits are also another thing. Because you were like, I'm talking about biscuity ass biscuits. Like, just, like, that, <laughs> like that clarifies it. <laughs> like, like, oh, that's clarified. But I oh, just, but I want to. Cl- I know. I know it's not biscuits isn't cookies. You know. I know yeah. it's. Well, it's I think not. KFC has uh, has helped. The Europeans to understand terrible. that there's another type of bi- yes, but they know that when you get a biscuit with your chicken, you're not getting like a, a cookie, a digestive cookie, a digest. So a digestive is like well, no, that's like a. That, don't worry about it. The, the people that are listening understand. <laughs> I want to know what, it, but how would you a just digestive throw it out is like me? a digestive is like a type of biscuit, like a, how, how it's not like an oatmeal cookie, but I guess it, it would be it would be heading towards the. It does would be it, heading towards the oatmeal family. Does it help with digestion? No, it's just called a digestive. A Don't re- ask me why. I just, uh, And I'm not going to take out my phone and Google like where right, the, the origins of why a, a digestive is called digestive. I was hoping that it would be like a cookie you ate to help you like work through your system. I know. Well, you, you would think that, but. That's what it sounds like. It doesn't even sound fun. And a rich tea like biscuit. Who wants, you know, who wants like, a digestive there's a whole, cookie? There's a whole world out there. It, I mean, honestly, it, I feel like. If you went to Ireland and did a show, you'd probably find yourself doing five minutes about like biscuits and the difference in biscuits. And I think straight away you'd get a lot of laughs if you'd be like, "So I was eating all these. I, I'm really sick because I've been I eating mean, all these digestive." <laughs> but that sounds like a punishment. Like go in there and eat the digestive cookies, and you're like, "No, I want chocolate chip." And they're like, "No, eat the digestives." Like that sounds. No, but they're nice. They're sweet and kind of. Um, but do you know, know? Do you know what like a shortbread cookie is? I do like yeah. I think yeah, shortbread. Yeah, I think I yeah. guess it's yeah. Anyway, it's those those are the types of biscuits that way you know that that you're dealing with in Ireland. But then, what's a savory biscuit there? Is that does it exist? A bun? Like, is it just a, a, bu- a bun? So a bun or, or scone? Well, you okay. can have savory scones. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not like the food expert. There's, I can find other podcasters for you <laughs> if you need to discuss this. No, I just want one of your Irish fans to just contact me and explain. Well, what's your, what's your, what's the best <sighs> social media to contact? I you mean, on? I'm on Facebook, but I would, I would accept a Twitter DM at so what Mia, is at Mia Comedy. At Mia Comedy, and that's also your Instagram. That is Mia also Comedy. my Instagram. I'll take messages there too, as long as they're not weird, 
and I don't have to look at your message request and go, nope, not accepting. So before we move on from this, the last thing, because we right. were talking about the, the only problem with having all the conversations that we've had is we've blown a lot of good conversations. This is true. Uh. You know, I was aware of that. But, you know, the, you have to appreciate somebody for more than just their their value in filling minutes on your podcast. So I didn't want to stop you <laughs> in the middle of our conversations <laughs> over the last two days. I did go to Yo, you mind if we you mind if we discuss that on, yeah. on the podcast? But uh, No, I would... It would, it would have been totally But just fine. because we were talking about sort of like stereotypical Southern material and all that, like not just in your comedy, all your life you have sort of um, haven't fit, so to speak, in the, the uh, you know, the identity that some people thought for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, it's, but beyond just, um, yeah, I, yeah, in life in general, um, I guess I never thought I don't fit. <gasps> You feel that? I've, no, no, no. I fit, but I don't. Like, all right. Let's see. There are a lot of things. Okay, one, if I go with, let's let's take the the um, racial part out of. Yeah, take but that if out. We, but if we go with the just being a woman, you know, being a chick. I hope that doesn't upset anybody out there. But being a woman, a lady. Yeah, well, or, funnily enough, my cousin was complaining to me that she doesn't like the word lady, but mm, let's save that discussion look, for another right. time. But, There's um, a lot of podcasts that need to be done. Yeah, a lot of people get upset with the, the I mean, I, I understand the whole, no one wants to be called a female, I get that too. Yeah, and a, but, la- a lady has uh, connotations with uh, his class. And, yeah. But anyway. But, but but yeah, with a woman, like, I mean, I get a lot of, um, you know, it, it's, because it, that was the thing, like, growing up, I was, I used to get in, like, my friends would get annoyed with me because... I wouldn't sit around and plan fake weddings with them, you know. Um, I was, you know, and they would be, like, mine would always be something terrible. Like, they would go, my colors are going to look like this. And I would be like, I want turquoise and brown because that sounds stupid. And then they'd be like, you're not taking this serious. I was just never, I was never into that kind of stuff. And then even when I was actually engaged, like, even that was not fun to me. Like, the whole idea of, like, finding somewhere to actually just go look for stuff and pick out dresses and I was like this is all ridiculous I'm like who thinks this is fun and so and I would even have you know other women being like bitch what's wrong with you like you got a man to propose to you and you ain't hyped up if that was me I would be getting married tomorrow and I would be like oh that's really like yeah so it was just all kind of but that, that that not just comedians, but I think that's a running theme for a lot of people who end up in performance or the creative world, a sense of of, of not fitting in and trying to yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah. So that so that was always a thing. Like even I mean, even sometimes now I have conversations with people where they're like, "Well, well, do you want to just like, you know, like, you know?" I had friends even say stuff to me like, "Well, you gotta you gotta get it together because." You know, you're getting older, so what are you gonna do? Are you gonna buy a house? Are you gonna are you gonna have children? What are you gonna do? So, you know, I get I get those kind of questions and then, you know, and I go home sometimes. Now not not my parents, because my parents are pretty much like we They've raised, always accepted you for being Yeah, new. they're pretty much like we we raised this weirdo, so we kinda know that we we get it, you yeah. know. But um but then like but I'll have other family members that will ask me things like, Well, like, well, what are you doing? Like what is the what's the plan? Like, so you you actually this comedy thing is like your thing, you know, and, and or, I, or I'll get, you know, the questions of like, well, you graduated from college and you you pick you pick this. <laughs> like you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna like nice corporate jobs. So I've gotten those kind of kind of um questions from Yeah, from people but I think I, I think everybody gets that to a degree when they get into a sort of a quote unquote unnormal right, career. Right, right, uh, uh, yeah, some a non traditional 
traditional field yeah yeah so i've so i've gotten mad and then just a lot of times just you know but even when you were a kid like because you love reading right yeah oh yeah oh my god yeah so when i was in elementary school i would get um picked on for reading like (laughs) people who would oh my god like why you over there reading books <laughs> I'm like, well, what else would I be reading, really? Like, what did they like? She likes, she likes books, you know. And especially when we would have like the, the what are those things? And they would put out the, I don't know if it was called the, was it the weekly reader, whatever. You could order books, and like I would order books, and then we would go to the library, and then I found out I could get more than one, you know. And then they'd be like, why you always got books, you know? You are you love books, and then I would get asked to read out loud. And oh, that was that's funny. Yeah, and then and then the kids would come to me afterwards. Why the teacher always asking you to read out loud? And I'd be like, because I can read. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and I know how to pause properly in places. And yeah, it was just such a weird thing. Like, why would you pick on me for reading? Yeah. Like, who does that? Yeah. I mean, like, who I, does? I, mean, that? I didn't pick on kids for reading, but for you reading, know, we called kids nerds. Yeah, so yeah, that's the thing. I wasn't really, I don't, well, I may have been called a nerd behind my back, but I mean, people, but I, I was always considered, you know, in elementary school, like, oh, that's one of the, oh, she's one of the, uh, the you know. types. Yeah, because I think even one year I got, um, I got skipped, like, to, because my, my reading level was so above average that I got moved to the grade ahead. Like, I would not, I didn't get skipped to the grade ahead, but I got put in a reading group with the, the fifth graders when I was in the fourth grade. But then somewhere, someone along the lines of the elementary school, they were like, well, that's not fair because it's only this one person or these two kids. So then I had to basically go back through the same book again with my entire class, even though I'd already done it. But... So did you, fe- did you feel you were a bit held back? Yeah, I was annoyed because I was like, well, I already did all this. So, like, whenever they would ask questions about the stories, I would I say, oh, well, this happened and this happened because I already read it, you know. And But did you wish that you could have gone to, like, a – like, like, did you have the opportunity to go to, like, one of the specialist high schools or anything? No, I just went to regular-ass school. Yeah. I got, I got kind of annoyed with my parents because – by the time I got to high school, they started doing magnet programs that were um, like, oh, this one is math and science, or this one is focused on liberal arts. And I asked my parents, I was like, well, I want to do one of the magnet schools. And they're like, no, 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 no one's going to drive you or they will take you to the school that you're supposed oh, to go yeah. to. My, my high school, the, the magnet was horticulture. <laughs> horticulture. Like who, like who, I can, can I say it? Can I, am I saying it? Horticulture. Horticulture. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know we had a greenhouse at my high school. I think I saw it once, and I'm pretty sure it had broken windows. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So. So you feel education-wise, perhaps you weren't given as many opportunities as you could have had. I mean, elementary school was where I felt the most mad because I just kind of felt like, if you already thought, if you saw that I was reading a level ahead, why not just let me keep yes. advancing instead of going? Never mind. We'll just reset you and put you back in the reading group with the stuff you just did. But I mean, but it ended up being fine because I mean, I you know made it to college yeah you're educated and got my life together so so we but we have something in common we both had broken engagements uh, yeah you, yeah you had a broken engagement yeah i mean we're not gonna get into the details right just we so, did, just so you, no need to yeah yeah just, <laughs> just so you know just know that it happened so do you feel that that broken engagement was like a a, a turning point in your life or actually your engagement was always a bit the it was a turning point. Let me tell you why. And I did not realize this. So, because it, 
when you think about the things that quote unquote you're supposed to do like I said that it was even though I never thought I would be the like oh I'm gonna get engaged and this thing's gonna happen but when that happened it was like oh I am a person that this is happening to I am engaged maybe I'm not as odd as I thought like all right yeah. things are happening well then I didn't realize that at the time when I was in it I didn't realize how much the relationship was actually kind of keeping me back and we actually kept each other back like we just were not a good fit at all but as soon as the relationship was over like in my head when I went I, I'm done everything changed like my comedy career changed I ended up losing a lot of weight and then I just got a lot more confidence back on stage again and everything just everything just changed like it was yeah, and, and and I can even see the pictures. Like when I look at the pictures, I'm like, oh yeah, this was, this was post engagement. This was pre engagement. So you feel like that's almost like another person, right? I feel yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and there were people who saw me perform. Like I had friends who, like, if they hadn't seen me in a few months, and then they came back and saw me perform afterwards, they were like, holy shit! Like I can curse, right? Because I'm just been cursing. It's not a problem. Okay, but yeah, but I had friends coming back, and they're like, you seem completely different on stage now but I just felt a lot more open I felt a lot more confident and I just but I also think losing the weight also helped too yeah so but I just I just felt like a because I felt like I wasn't as burdened because it was a lot for me to keep up because it was just not only trying to take care of myself but also going hey I hope this other person is okay I hope but were you but you weren't aware of it at the time right did you feel trapped or yeah, but it wasn't until I got out of it till oh, I went. Yeah. So oh, it was only in hindsight. Yeah, where I was like, "Oh, that's what was, that's what was happening." Yeah, yeah. And then other people in my life, like my mom and my sister, and um, you know, they were just kind of like, "Yeah, I can." And my sister, especially, she could really see a difference, and she's just like, "You just seem like a different person." Wow, that's amazing. And he wasn't like bad per se right yeah it just like not, one of these situations but he was controlling you and i mean no no not like that it was just more like a it was a we just were not good for each other like we were and he used to say it all the time he used to go our relationship seems more like a business transaction because there was no those are the only ones that work by the way yeah that's <laughs> right that's what it should have been right but it was like there was no romantic aspect to it at all i mean it was very much where we would be like hey, we should write some stuff together. We should blah, blah, blah. But then when it came to stuff like, hey, we should go take a romantic stroll on the beach. And I'd just be like, oh, and was, was he a comedian? Sort of, kind of. That's how oh, we right, met. So you were both in the creative yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he was, but but he didn't, he didn't really stick with it. He became more of like a, he got more on like the production side of right. things. And so. Pussy. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, but it was a, it was a, it was a, it was for the best though. Like we, I think we both, I mean, from what I know of what he's done now, like he has, he's been thriving and whatever it is he's doing. And I feel like I'm thriving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So. And you never know if you would have. You never know if you would have got to this moment. Right, I don't no, mean this moment in Aruba. I just mean, I you know, you don't know if, have. you know, you, maybe you needed that. I mean, who knows? I, I, I think life is random, actually. But You think so? I think life is random, yeah. Yeah. I you don't? don't? I think it's as, I mean, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's 
all predetermined, but I do think certain things will happen to get you to certain places. Well, I just think they happen and this is where you are. But I mean, Mm. it doesn't matter. It's not. We're here now. Yeah. We we don't have to have that philosophical discussion. I feel pretty good, though. I feel pretty good about what what I ended up, um, what ended up happening with my, with my life. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, it just, as my, as my sister likes to say, she'll look back at old pictures and she'll go, I am so sorry. And she's like, I didn't know that your, your cheeks were so huge. She'll say, <laughs> My old roommate, he he would say that all the time. He would we would we, if like Facebook memories would pop up, and he'd be like, "Yo, my bad. Like I am. I, you know what? I didn't know. I thought this is just how you looked." And he's like, "Cause when I met you, that's how you looked. So I just thought that was your face." And then, and then, and then. So then, years later, he's like, "We didn't know this was your base. Like we didn't know this was." We didn't know this is what you was capable of. We just thought that was you. You know, but then like my friends who knew me in college that were my friends through that whole time, they're like, oh, now you look like old Mia. Now you look like Mia we know from well, back that, in the I day. Mean, that, that's an interesting <laughs> conversation about should your friends really be saying to you like, yo, you've yeah. gotten too big. Yeah. And, but see, but the, like I said, the people who met me when I was in the relationship, like that's just, they just thought my resting weight was that. Like yeah, they were yeah. just like, Oh, this is how you look, you know? And then they're like, we didn't know that you didn't, you know, that you didn't have cheekbones. Like we just thought that we just, I mean, I still don't have them now. I've never had cheekbones, but they, they were, I mean, well, you're I, very photogenic. Thank you. I, I, thank you. I think it's, I do have, a, I think you have cheekbones. Yeah. They're, they're not prominent, but no, and by the way, when I say you're photogenic, I'm not saying you're not beautiful in real life, but some people... Some like people photograph better. Photograph I was thinking well. about that. Yeah, I was like, what does it mean when you're photogenic? I'm like, am I well, unphotogenic some say it's, in some real life? Some people say it's a... Yeah, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's not because, you know, you know, like just some people just really like the camera loves them, you know, and that's... I feel like I can take a good picture. I feel like I can... Yeah, you definitely can If take I keep it. my smile under control, but... Um, but if you go back to that interim Mia... Oh, get out the way! Yeah, when we when we look at when we look at chunk face Mia, you know, and, and I've had friends. Have you ever done that on stage? The bit about my sister went. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know your I, did. che- I didn't know your cheeks was. <laughs> I didn't know. I never have. But yeah, she'll yeah. But or you don't know either. Like yeah, you, you, when you when somebody loses weight and then you look back, you go, wow. Yeah. You know, it's only, you need the comparison. Oh yeah. Plus it happens slowly. So people don't notice. It's right. Right. And I like, and my sister will sometimes go back and find old pictures in her phone and then she'll send me a message and go like, did you know about this? Like, look at this. (laughs) Or I'll find pictures to send to her. And I'm like, look at what I was doing in May of 2012. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, when the Facebook memory comes up. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. And then one time somebody tagged me in a picture from several years ago. And this was, this is when I I used to, uh, I was wearing these very large black pants. I had on these shoes that could only be described as like security guard shoes. Like, those, like, like they were not stylish. They were like these, I don't know why I even owned the shoes. It's offensive to security guards. No, it's not. <laughs> They know that they're utilitarian and used to fight and run after people. But that's what the shoes look like. And I had like this big sweater. And I just, and the person's like, oh my God, look, Mia, look what I found. And I was like, 
gonna tag me out of this? I'm not allowing this on my timeline. I can't. <laughs> you let that stay in your memories. <laughs> yeah, I've erased it. <laughs> right. I've erased it from my memories. Right. I'm like, man. have you seen my new pictures? I am adorable. <laughs> huh. I don't right, wear so shoes like we, that anymore. Before we let's see how long we've been chatting here. Oh my God! You know that we've been chatting for forty minutes. Shut your mouth. Damn. We're gonna have to edit this down. We gotta get into the meat and let's, let's get the meat to the and meat. potatoes let's of get this to thing. The meat. So the week that's in it, well, the week and a half, I guess. Uh, I mean, we don't we don't have to discuss Louis C.K. per se. Right, right. You know, it, because I, I, w- what's been interesting to me, not just as a male comedian, but as a man over the last number of weeks in relation to all this stuff that's coming out about the way that women are treated is. It's definitely a deeper level of understanding of misogyny, the patriarchy, uh, men's power over women. Mm-hmm. It's been eye-opening, sometimes difficult, you know. But, but I, I think one of the positive things, specifically about the Louis C.K. thing, is in our industry, women have felt more confident to speak up about how the misogyny and yeah. the has has affected them, you know, because. For me, even though I've been aware of that it's not easy for women, I, 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 I was not aware of how difficult it can be at times, particularly in relation to, you know, like, Just harassment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I think that, like, that's why I look at some at social media where it's a blessing and a curse. You know, mm. sometimes it's just too much, but then other times it's like, okay, now this is giving people a space to go, oh, if I say this thing... I won't be judged or if I or there will be, or somebody else will look at this and go, oh, you know what? I can tell my story, too. And we can gain some traction out of this thing now. So now I don't have to feel like I'm hiding in the corner anymore. So so you mean you mean you just feel more confident in the place or actually you're confident in saying some stuff that you wanted to say? You said confident in where? The- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In the just just confident in the space of comedy, well, you know, like confident in the rooms and the. No, no I'm just saying being able to say something because I mean, oh, it's, right, okay. Because still one on one, you know, you're gonna still get some people who think that what they're doing is fine, you know. But I mean, I'm just saying, I think it, it, but I guess maybe it is in both places because maybe now people will think twice about, you know, um, like oh maybe I shouldn't say this thing to this woman or maybe i should actually just talk to her and respect her as a person because <laughs> like when i when i read the Lori kilmartin article in the new york times and people can google it if they like it's a good article it is a good i article. know Lori, and uh 
you know, I'm just, I, I've been oblivious to the amount of harassment. I mean, I have not been oblivious to the amount of sexist comments. Right. But inappropriate joking. But I have definitely been oblivious to, you know, the the behavior which seems to be widespread, which is bordering on illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. And I, because I, I don't know if I've ever told this publicly before, but like when I first started doing comedy, I was, um, I was hosting at a club and... There was a headliner. I won't say his name, but there was a headliner yeah, we're not who, gonna get into um, that. who, like, before the shows, he was, you know, very nice to me. He's, you know, very complimentary. And then some of the other guy comics, because I went home, some other guy comics hung out with a guy, and then they were telling me the next day, like, hey, you probably want to be careful because he kept asking about you. He was like, what's up with that girl? What's up with the girl that's hosting the show? Blah, blah, blah. What's up with her? And then um, the next night, before I bring him out on stage, like, he basically stands over me pins me against the wall before i go on stage and it's like oh i could never have a woman like you and then i just ducked under his under his arms and i was like all right like yo like move you know and then after that oh he was just very you know very cold towards me and telling me all the all the things that I, he was praising me for a few days before it was yeah, you need to work on how you hold the microphone. You need to do this when wow. you're on stage. You need to work on how you dress because no one's going to take you serious. I remember he said no one was going to take me seriously if I didn't wear blazers on stage. And I was like, what is this, 1986? Like, are you serious? But he's like, you need to wear blazers. You need to do this and you need to fix this. But I was like, oh, wow. Like, I wonder, I guess if I had just been like, what do you mean a woman like me? Of course I find you attractive i'm i'm sure his whole thing would have been completely different but that was like yeah, just a painting against the wall like this yeah, is the before thing before i went on stage this is the thing that's baffling me it seems to be so much of that and yeah. I, I was oblivious like i feel guilty every day this last week and a half of being so like like i don't know was i fucking blind or what but there just seems to be so much like physical harassment yeah and it's probably because you painting. aren't a creep that you didn't realize that people were being you I know. mean, listen. I, I like I, 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 like I'm, I'm, I'm flirty for sure. You know, like I'm a flirty guy, and I, I think over the years people would look back and be like, "Oh, you know, Des Bishop's not afraid to, to hit on a woman." Mm -hmm. So I mean, I'm. But not actually hit one. No, no, but no, but no, but what, I, what, I, what I'm saying is like <laughs> no. I, I, like, I, I, I'm no innocent in terms of like I, I, I enjoy, but I consider I consider that to be normal male female interaction. Mm -hmm. But I doubt myself every day now the last week and a half. But, but. What has shocked me is how every single story has an element of physical, physical yeah. intimidation. But this is a good thing, though, that it's making you say, let me examine my own behavior. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm examining my own behavior every day the last week and a half. Well, I mean, I was doing it anyway over the last year or two you know like like stuff that comes out and like you know i've talked to uh, i have talked to other women on the podcast they talk about the prevalence of rape and these things you mm -hmm. know and it, it makes me question because I, I think a lot of men have this knee-jerk reaction of oh this is an exaggeration but like mm -hmm. i like i've questioned loads of things but particularly because the louis ck thing put it into comedy and then it really comes out there about women and the way that women are treated in comedy then it goes wow you know like i really feel like it's uh yeah, like I feel bad that I that I didn't notice it. But I also just in terms of just like it's shocking me, just nothing to do with comedy, how prevalent it is that men 
physically impose themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I just did not know how afraid women are all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I've been becoming aware over the last number of years. Yeah. But, uh, no, but it's a no, but it's a it's a good thing that you're you're. I mean, you're aware, and it's a lot of people. And but you're aware in a way where you're saying this makes me want to think about my behavior, and it makes me go, wow, I can't believe I haven't been thinking about it. But I know some people who will say things like. Oh man, this means that if I get famous, someone might say something about me, and it's like, well, what have you been doing? That if yes. that's your first thought, as opposed to, I should be believing women. <laughs> well, you yes, know? yes, and no, because <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, like, when I see a cop, I automatically feel like I've done something wrong. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is also a normal human reaction to be like, oh yeah. shit, you know, yeah. what have I done? But you know, but, th- 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 but I, I, I would, I would not debate what you just said. I absolutely think that mm-hmm. if you become overly paranoid, you probably, you you probably do have something. Probably done something questionable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you've done so, some. Because even the story you were telling me earlier, we don't need to repeat it because I don't want you know to be naming names, and it's not in terms mm-hmm. of naming names of a guy. It's naming names of a, a, another female comic that you were with, that where you you experienced a situation mm-hmm. where she felt unsafe. You know, like yeah. like it just appears to me to be a situation where women, particularly like female comics, have felt unsafe often. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I've done shows before where you know I've had um, you know, people who after I remember working with one comic and he brought somebody with him to do a guest spot and the guy just walks up to me after my set and is like i just you know you just you just got a cute mouth and i just want to and i just and i'm like good night <laughs> like and and I'm like and you're right in my face and and then and there have been times where I've actually worked at clubs where they will say oh well can you can you drive the headliner home tonight you know and i'm like don't want to drive this person home like why don't you you brought them here like why do I have to do it I mean unless it's somebody I already knew was already cool with or something like that but it's like why would you have me drive home this man that I don't know you know even if I just work with them for the night why would you make me do that like you brought them here. You get them back to so, where and they. And you feel like that was like a little bit of a that's like inappropriate, or just clearly uh, just because it's one of those things where I mean I kind of feel like like at the very least you should have transportation for the person. You know, I mean, like I said, unless you know that I know them. But there was okay. That actually just made me think of another story. Worked this one club, and when I checked in the hotel the woman at the front desk asked me she's like are you Mia and I said yes and she goes I'm sorry I'm never supposed to tell about our other guests she was like but the other comic keeps asking about you he keeps asking when you're coming he keeps asking what room you're staying in and I'm like what and she was like you need to just just drive yourself to the show and come right on back then when I got to the club she was telling telling you to be careful the front desk clerk and then when I got to the club the the staff is converging like they're all around me and I'm like what like did I do something and they were like talking to me like smiling through their teeth and they're like hey just can you um you want to go ahead and go to your car you want to go to your car you want to you want to go to your car and I'm like like why are you guys pushing me out the door and they're like he keeps asking about you they were like just go we're gonna tell him that you already left and I'm like what the headliner. In the he- yeah and I'm like what the hell is going on so they are telling me like and this is in in both of these it was women like and it was the woman the the manager of the club was a woman and she's just like, just go get in your car, just go leave. And I'm like, what is going on? And so the next now day. Did, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but the next day, I hear a knock at the door. And then then when I get to the club, the guy's like, well, I knocked on your door earlier. Why didn't you answer it? 
why you know he's like i've been looking for you and i'm just like what and and it it never talking to him it seems more like he just needed a ride <laughs> but <laughs> he was creeping them out enough to where they were like go away like go get in your car and then one of my other comic but, but, friends came and stayed with me because he was like if they're all that freaked out i'll just come make sure you're not by yourself but so here's the question did you ever look into it after the fact to say this guy it turns out this guy had a reputation that they were that I, worried i didn't know anything about him other than the only thing that made it like i think if you it must is, have had a rep they must have been worried for your safety maybe because like if the because the hotel person she was the first person that said something so i thought like all right, maybe this isn't that big of a deal. But then when I got to the club and it was also the club, I'm like, what is happening here? Why are both of you freaking out about this guy? You know, so it was yeah, just because now now you look back in hindsight and you hear all yeah, this stuff like, and you just go like people knew about Yeah, people, so you know? I'm like, what like in a, the? There's like a making it, you know, like yeah. made it okay. You know, it's like we need to just appease this person because yeah. he's our headliner or he's our superstar. Right. But they were ushering me out of there, and they're just like, "Just go get in your car. Just go. Just go. Just go." And I'm like, "What?" And they were like, "Just, just, just don't ask any questions." And I'm like, "This is so, so weird." <laughs> so, because because Laurie Martin is writing in the New York Times about every female comic has a a club they don't play because they can't, you know, the promoter is inappropriate or, you know, like that. That basically, the the power dynamic restricts the amount of opportunities they have yeah because yeah. they need to worry for their safety mm -hmm. yep or just, it's just gonna it's gonna be and when you read that or you saw that or when you hear that you think yep yeah 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 or you're like oh boy or if i go to this place will this you know like what was it there was a, a promoter in one city where i remember uh he was asking me so many questions before i got to the place that i'm like Am I gonna have to punch this dude when I get there? Because he's like, in fact, if you don't get here in time, I'll check you into the hotel room first. And I'm like, but why? Like, can't you just leave it under my name and let me check in? Or are you trying to get a copy of the key? Like, it's stuff like that that you have to think about beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Like, I'm an adult. I can check myself in. What are you doing? Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. And like, so you always question people's motives quite a bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's totally understandable to then, you're allowed to be paranoid, you're allowed to be wrong for the yeah. sake of safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and in then, a situation where if it keeps happening, it's like, well, so what if I'm wrong 30% of the time? I mean, it's not like you're going to the papers making accusations. At the yeah. end of the day, it's like, you're allowed to be wrong for the sake of your own safety. Yeah, but it's just that extra thing where I'm like, God, I hate that I have to be this paranoid before yeah. something, you know. But yeah, but my parents, they'll call and check and they're just like, everything good are you okay yeah. like you know and and are you able to clearly delineate between what is like a guy that you know fancies you is a very irish term but like a guy that's attracted to you maybe trying to like wants to meet up you're able to delineate between the two right i mean for the for the most part but then sometimes like i said beforehand if you're only talking to someone via you know, via text or, you know, Facebook Messenger, that kind of thing where you're like, okay, this person seems to be asking me a lot of questions, so I don't know if this is them just being professional or are yeah. they are they trying to make sure everything is good before I get there or are they just like, hey, you know, hopefully we can hang out, you know, like I don't, you know, and, and like I said, more often than not, it's been fine. It's just might be a, a person that's like, I want to make sure you're good, you know, but then you just don't know until you show up, you know, so...
Yeah, and plus you, you know, like you joke on stage about your boyfriend and the pillow fighting and everything. Like, you're quite capable. Yeah, I could fight if necessary. I am six feet tall, so I think that's <laughs> probably kept a lot of people from going. I don't think I want to run up on her. You know, I can't fight, but I probably if I needed to, I could bite somebody. Yeah, and you're like, you're like, yes. street smart and all that. But but you definitely uh, feel look, like uh, no, I'd probably get stabbed in a street fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, but the, like, like, do you feel that there are certain do you feel bad for certain people that just seem to be more vulnerable? Like, have you looked at certain people and thought, oh, you're going to be eaten up? Yes. Like when, like when I see, you know, when I see little tiny ladies, I'm always like, no, no, I hope she's going to be, be okay. okay. Yeah. I'm like, I hope no one kind of feels like, well, she looks tiny and she looks weak. So I should be able to, you know, I should be able to take advantage of her if I need to. So sometimes I do get concerned about stuff like that. But I, I do think, like I said, just because I am taller than a lot of people that they're kind of like i don't think i want to try her i just had a thought funny enough yeah. i never equated the two things but you know i used to go to like a lot of aa and na meetings and like there's loads of like you know women come in newcomers very vulnerable and like guys swarm on them however it, it's always said that that should not be done and like if it's being done mm -hmm. it's wrong mm -hmm. and it doesn't prevent it but at the same time it's quite clear that if you're doing it it's not cool. It's not illegal, but it's not cool. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we need to bring that in more. Just like let's let's be clear, you know, to not swarm in this professional setting. Yeah, in like, this professional yeah. setting, just fucking leave the women alone. Yeah, because the thing is, like, and people get like, I mean, you can work at a regular job and you end up dating your coworker. So it's like that. That's yeah. There's exceptions to that, every that's rule. Gonna happen, you know. But yeah, but there are some people who like it's. When I see new, you know, women comics come onto the scene and I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, everybody's going to be, you know. But I mean, but I remember when I was a new comic, I just remember like because the, the, the guy that I ended up um, getting engaged to, he was telling me that when, you know, he would have conversations with people, they'd be like, yeah, you know Mia? Have you seen Mia? Have you checked out Mia? Do you know Mia? And he'd just be like, yeah, a lot of people are asking about you. People are asking questions, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So I think it happens on every scene as opposed to, you know, the questions of like, oh, have you seen this new comic? Or, oh, do you know this person's joke? You know, like. It's different, right? Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be like, you know, me with the, like, I mean, I've worked clothes before and, and walked outside and had, you know, other comics. Like, it might have been open mics from standing outside. And I remember a guy walking up to me or screaming across the street, Mia, Mia. And I'm like, and he's like, you know, Mia with the big old titties, Mia. And I'm like, All right. come on, dude. Like. I know. Like, don't. Like, why would you do that? You know, why would you do that? So. So, you, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's the, I mean, part of it I was aware of, but the last couple of weeks, it's just. Yeah, been, it's a, yeah. And then, like I said, I go back and, 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 and even for me, I've had to go, I, I go back and think about things to go, oh, you know what? These are things that I thought was just, oh, just one of the guys and just playing along. And I'm like, man, that was really inappropriate. Yeah. That was really tacky or that was really completely out of line or you know yeah because yeah, even with the louis ck like i was aware of the louis ck thing the rumors yes yeah. so were you right yeah, yeah yeah i'd heard about him now let me ask you this as a woman did you was your immediate thought that that was disgusting or was it your immediate thought it was weird <laughs> my immediate thought was like oh that's that's weird like that's a like that's weird. And, you know, and then before you before you know whether or not something like that's true, I'm like, that's weird. And then you're like, God, I hope 
ah, I hope that's not true. Yeah. You know, you're like, ah, that's such a, it's gross, you know? And then you're like, you, you kind of just like, you hope it's, you know, ugh, you know, that, that, that was more my thought about it at first. And then, then it's just one of the things where like, well, a lot of people are whispering about it. So. Cause I always, eek. yeah, I always, I always thought like, well, first of all, I had no idea that it was like non-consensual. Like I thought, mm, I thought okay. at worst it was Louis C.K. taking advantage of the fact that he was famous, and you know some some women that wanted to be in the orbit of Louis C.K. You know, like uh, what would you say, uh, pandered to his fetish. Mm, gotcha. But at the same time, I thought perhaps that they were they were they were like okay with being part of that because they were happy to so at worst it was an abuse of his celebrity yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I, it, when the story came into the paper I was like god damn this is so much more sinister than, yeah. than I had in my head and of course I felt bad for not even assuming that it was sinister like like I thought if the story ever broke it would be like embarrassing for Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but th- when you see it then you go oh shit man this is yeah. the whole thing that there's there's abuse of power going on all the time and i know now that's become like the term yeah yeah but now i can see it for what it is but it just brings up so many things about like is it was he aware yeah yeah i mean that's the discussion that's not being had yeah because sometimes people think that i mean because i have a lot of you know male friends male comic friends and we've had conversations just in general about casual things and you know and it's just like oh and you know they'll tell me they did something i'm like well why'd you do that thing and they're like oh you think that was wrong like should i not have should i not have done that thing like well i thought she you don't think that was cool and and i'll be like no i don't think that was a cool thing to have have done and you know and then they'll kind of go back like oh man maybe ah you don't think i should have put her hand on my my dick you know and i'm like ah maybe not you know like yeah. You know, so is that but but it's but then but you will think because you're in that moment people feel like well there's implied consent or they think it's implied consent because you're there with them, you know. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean I've had people, you know, where they'll yeah, maybe I shouldn't have or yeah, I hope that wasn't, you know, weird or you know that kind of thing. So Yeah, cuz then Dave Becky comes out and he says I just was trying to keep it quiet in the sense of Louis was married and I was trying to avoid oh. embarrassment. And, you know, and then you go, is that, you know, like, this really part of you go, is was? that real? But then at the same time you go like, well, it's interesting because I would have never in a million years, I knew the rumors, but I would have never in a million years thought I need to get this public to stop people being hurt. Like, I didn't think that. <sighs> yeah. So then I go, damn, you know, like, yeah, it just just all sorts of yeah. It just kind of yeah. Because then I keep, I don't know. Because then I guess you also wonder like, well, gosh, if it's if it's him, then are there other people that there are going to be stories about? Well, I mean, they say that there are g- other people that there are going to be stories about. Yeah. So, I mean, the good thing that comes out of all, I mean, whatever, like Louis C.K. is responsible for his actions and. You know, on whatever level you think it was wrong, you know, that that there's definitely seems to be a bit of a, there seems to be a spectrum on. on <laughs> there is a spectrum. Uh, there's a yeah, spectrum you on, <laughs> you know, some people. Yeah, you think got it's a Facebook her- timeline. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Yeah. There's a yeah. spectrum of, of the level of what people think was wrong about what Louis C.K. did. But mm, that aside, yeah. Uh, and I certainly don't think he's a victim. 
the benefit of this coming out, particularly somebody like because when Harvey Weinstein comes out, people go, "Well, he's clearly a pig." Right. But when it comes out with Lucy K, you go, "Well, you know, like this is a guy that yeah, I'm surprised." Anyway, yeah. the positive is it makes everybody think. Like it makes me think. Like even I was talking to uh, uh, somebody I know in the industry uh, in another part of the world, uh, a woman, and she's not a comedian, but even she, even though she's a woman and she knows and she knew rumors, and she's having to rethink. You know, even about the way that people treated her, you know, and then mm -hmm. suddenly you go like, holy yeah. shit, you know, because like women are just as much influenced by the misogyny and the patriarchy. Absolutely. They don't even we know are, it's not cool. Yeah, because that's the thing. We are very much, um, it's, it can be very much internalized in women, yeah. too, you know, because we're, because I mean, like, okay, it, it, like I've had um conversation before, like, um. One time there was a comic who asked me to do a show and he's like, can you send me some some promo pics? And so I send the pictures and he's like, oh, and his response back was, I like this picture because um, he made a comment along the lines of something about my breast. But he tried to make a, a, a pun about it. And when I read it, I'm like, come on, man, like whatever. Like, why would you say that? And so as I'm telling like, you know, I'm telling people in my family about it, like, oh, God, this is kind of weird. Like, I'm kind of. Like, this is what the guy said about the promo pics I sent. Like, oh, God. And then um, I just remember, you know, some of my, you know, family members being like, oh, but that's funny, though. You don't think that's funny? Like, yeah. don't you think that's cute? Don't you think that's kind of, I think he's just joking with you. But it's, you know, other women that would say things like, well, I don't understand what the problem is with that. And it's like, yeah, but you don't understand. I'm going to possibly have to work with this person. And they're it's making awful. comments like this via email. Who knows what they will say or yes. do in in person and you know and I kind of roll my eyes about you know stuff like that but it's you know where there'll be things that yeah we think like well what's so bad about what's so bad about that like I don't uh. so here's my here's the, the I was jogging this morning and I had this thought All about right. the future let's hear it so this is clear now society has now realized that there are there are behaviors that are widespread and commonplace and they're no longer acceptable right Without a shadow of a doubt, I have uh, been involved in, in, in at least uh, ignoring them, being apologists mm -hmm. for them. Mm. But I, I, I can hand over heart say that, you know, more often than not, I had no idea that I was being that guy. Mm -hmm. So my mother used to hit me. Now it's no longer acceptable to peop for people to hit kids. I, like, I don't resent my mother for hitting kids because mm -hmm. she's a product of her environment. And I, this is not, by the way, this is me trying to make sense of the future. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do we, and I'm not saying forgive men for jerking off in front of women. What I'm saying is, do, do we say that we need to be aware that what happened in the past was not cool? Uh, do we resent everybody that was a product of their environment? Because I don't like the product of the environment excuse for behavior. Mm -hmm. But I also am aware that I was oblivious to loads of things that I'm no longer oblivious to. Mm -hmm. As, For example, like the fact that a lot of parents hit us when we were younger and now right. that's not right. cool. Yeah, I mean, so I what I'm saying is what is yep. the, what you know, within that comparison, what's good about using that comparison and what's bad about using that comparison? Just in terms of me trying to make sense of the future. So, <sighs> like, let's as in, see. as in, Louis C.K. is an individual, but as a society, as a society, let's just say men, men, you know, men are complicit. Men. There's an element of complicity in misogyny. E so, yeah, 
a lot of people agent, say do the agents of it do better and all these things that people say but at the same time it's like what do men how should men feel about the past how, you know how should they come to terms with the fact that they're complicit <sighs> i mean i know that's a that's a big question yeah because i mean because it's not just i think it's but it's, it's more than just complicity if you are the actual um what is it the um what word am i looking for here the perpetrator yes that is the word yes if you're the perpetrator of it because the i mean misogyny exists because men have allowed it to exist and men also get something from it but since it's kind of always a thing that they've gotten from it. They don't think that they're getting anything yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, they don't know. Like you know, equality, they don't think that they're getting Equality benefits. for men feels like oppression. That's what I would say. Yeah. Like, equality is oppression to men. It's like, what the yeah, fuck Yeah, like, how doing? dare you take this from me? And yes. you know, yeah, so so that's the thing. I don't, um, so it's a. I mean, it, it's a modern it's, dilemma. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's the thing. It's the dilemma of the day. Yeah, so it's like, do men because then they it's it's a thing of where they're going to have to say well then this doesn't benefit me and I want benefits so it it's going to take it's going to take pretty much every man examining their behavior and it's going to take every other man talking to every other man mm. to say hey dude that's not cool or hey you know but it's good but it's it's going to have to take some someone who is okay with speaking up and saying I had to tell this person this thing wasn't cool because usually the only other way men are held accountable is when other men hold them accountable I mean because it was something I read what was it the other day when they were talking about the whole um, Kevin Spacey thing where they were like you realize that when women were saying all these things were happening to them with other people everybody questioned them but as soon as you found out that men and there were young white men that were being the victims of Kevin Spacey. Then it was like, okay, we got to take this seriously immediately mm. because it was another man doing something to another man, you know, because people just don't typically believe women, you know, so it's going to take other men holding men accountable. Yeah. And it's funny because if people, people are real clear about like pedophilia, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's like very even clear. criminals in prison, or like pedophiles need to be separated from <laughs> right, normal from criminals. the general population. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's like clear cut. And then like another thing is like men will always be like, yo, like if I see a man hitting a woman, I, like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. like then, then it's clear. Yeah, right. But then when you get into this next level, then it's like, yeah, it's boys will be boys. Yeah, right. Am yeah. I right guys? Come on. So do you think in the future it will become as clear as that? I hope it becomes as yeah. clear as that, but I mean it's so ingrained at this point. But I'm I'm hoping this is a but a this tipping is a tipping point. point. I feel like Look it at is. That. We said it at the same, same time. time. I hope I this think is, this a, is tipping a tipping point. point. I hope it is too. I hope it makes people say, "I should examine my behavior. I should also start examining other people's behavior. I should start holding people accountable. If I see my friend being a weirdo and being a creep, I need to tell this guy you're being a weirdo and you're being a creep." like stop being gross yeah you know yeah because hey. i definitely i have not seen the uh i have not seen the groping and the you know i have not seen all these things that are clearly widespread you know yeah because i mean people aren't gonna grope publicly i know they aren't i gonna, haven't seen it i have to say i feel grope. like a fool i feel like a fool i feel 
Like no. I definitely feel complicit. Like no. I do feel bad. I, I genuinely feel But bad. that's the thing though. The guys, like if they're being creeps, they're not going to do it in front of you. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to, like no headliner is going to go, you know what? Mia and Dez are on this show, but I'm going to pin Mia against the wall. In front of well, Dez. Yeah, but it'll be like, but once he's out of sight, hmm. I can talk to her any way I want to. I can, you know, so yeah, it's a, yeah, but it's got to be other, um, yeah, it's got to, it's got to start with men speaking to other, yeah, other I mean, men. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think even when you look at stuff like the, the civil rights movement and things like that, it had to be white people telling other white people hey you know what we shouldn't be doing maybe oh we shouldn't be <laughs> looks like we got a long way to go then <laughs> what a great example <laughs> oh god oh it's gonna take <laughs> it's gonna years take it's gonna take a long Damn. long time oh my yeah. god who do you think will be the the martin luther king jr of who women <laughs> god i don't know it's got to be somebody. One, it has to be someone who's gonna come across as almost perfect, which will be unfortunate. Like it can't okay. be. But I don't know who that person would be. Because even be. he was a inappropriate. Yeah, there were some stories. There were some some. I know some stories. Some some that some of them have been proven to be false, though. I will say that on behalf of all black people. Um, yeah, some of the stories, some some things were. But you know what? Society has changed. Because when you think about it, right. Uh, you know, some stuff came out about David Letterman, whatever it was, about 15 years ago, about yeah, his, yeah, his yeah, relations with interns. Right. Which, while he was married, right? Which Didn't is it? clearly in this uh, orbit yeah, of behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it came and went. Yeah, it yeah. It wouldn't come and go now, but people aren't people mm-hmm. aren't looking back at Letterman's behavior and going, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, and by the way, I'm not saying that I'm not making okay. any comment that David Letterman should or shouldn't have been punished, okay? I'm just using that as an example of times have changed to an extent. Yeah, from a that, you know, what once was, you know, being coming out and not being an issue is now an issue. Clarence uh, Thomas is another example. Yeah, look, you, you know what? Okay, I was actually telling somebody uh, this not too long ago when I went to the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and as I was walking around and looking at everybody, and I just remember saying to myself, I was like, it's a lot of problematic motherfuckers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like, everybody in here has hit a woman or been accused of some kind of yeah. something. James and I'm like, Brown, like, yeah, yeah, but it's like, but the thing is, it's like, when that stuff came out, like, back then you might have had, what, one story or two stories, and then you're like, but come on, man, that's James Brown. And you didn't really hear a whole lot of stuff until, like, later on yeah. in in life and but you but you think of those but things Ike happening Turner now was well, Ike Turner was well known yeah or or Phil Spector turns out to be a fucking murderer, murderer. yeah you know like I mean yeah <sighs> but it's like all those things but then just because you got to think like now so many people are um you know you provide your own content you know one small one small tweet can turn into one that set the world on fire versus just somebody having a story somewhere with someone in the 1960s that doesn't gain any traction at all. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think I it's mean, just a matter I'll of... I I'll save that for another discussion on yeah. the, the positives or negatives of trial by, you know, like the yeah. fact that your life can be destroyed by somebody coming out. Yeah. I was saying this to somebody that I think it's great and the conversation we're having is because of this and that's all positive, but 
over the next year or two, it's guaranteed one or two innocent people are going to be outed by this, and that's going to be an unfortunate byproduct. But at the same time, it's like this: life is random and life is unfair. Yeah. You know, you you you. Yeah. You you. That's a tough. That's a tough. That's a tough one. Yeah. But but the numbers also say that you know for for women like I mean the 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 number of what is it like I mean I I can't remember the, the particular statistics but false accusations are super super low oh, super I mean low, it's yeah. super low so um but but just on that those I think those are false accusations to the police are super low yeah yeah whereas we are not but you're talking dealing, about just well yeah. we're not currently dealing with people going like like people didn't go to the police about Louis C.K. right right so you, so like you know it's, it is, it's I, so much to unpack here it's a lot man ah. it's a lot god damn yeah this is we can't solve this in one oh, podcast. You know, when you talk about the things people got away with in the sixties, I just wish I was wish I was older. <laughs> Did you say you wish I'm you were? Just, <laughs> come on, I'm, I'm Dance, come on, come man. On, man. Is that it? You know, we can't even joke about it anymore. Damn. You can't even now you're No, right. I was gonna I was gonna say earlier as the thing is like, <laughs> you know there's something wrong. You know there's something wrong if you, you hear about like the past and you think, damn, it would have been handy. <laughs> Would have been I mean, people could get away literally with murder. I mean, yeah, like literally. it's insane. Yeah, it I is mean. insane. But I mean, I guess I, I I hope that it's a good time to be aware a, a woman in comedy. I hope. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like it'll make people think twice. I feel like it'll make people. But then again, it could also go in the opposite direction where people are like, well, I don't want to put a woman on my show because if I do, then what if she to, thinks, yeah. you know? So we'll see. There's, we'll see. We've been chatting for an hour and 16 <gasps> minutes. Well, this has been a so good it's conversation. A, it's a fine thank, co- you. thank you so much, and thank you for helping me to try to make sense of things. <sighs> thank you for being entertaining. Thank you. And uh, just to repeat, your Twitter and your Instagram is at Mia Comedy. It's at Mia Comedy. I also have a website, MiaJackson.com, and I'm on the Facebooks, Mia Jackson. Mia Jackson. Just find and, me, guys. Uh, our I'll final show friend. is tonight here in Aruba. Yeah, we're going back. It won't back. matter. There's there's no promotion of that to be done. <laughs> and uh, keep an eye out for me. And please, the Irish people, uh, please uh, make some comments yeah, to Mia so she knows that this Irish was friends. worth her while. I just want a couple of Irish friends. Yeah, and we'll get you over to At Ireland. At least just two or three. We'll get you over to Ireland to do some shows. Have they seen black women? That's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> There's black women in Ireland, mostly African, by the way, African immigrants, All largely right. from Nigeria, just to let you know. But you can you can tackle that when you get over there in your, in right. your comedy. All right. I'll see you what know, I can do. You know, because people will automatically make an assumption because you have the... No, I'll probably have it. My, you got your my, good hair on at I'll the moment. I'll take my hair out. I'll let them see my natural People hair. will make an assumption that you're Nigerian. They'll think I'm Nigerian. That's fine. If, that's, if they want to be... Because they're all, big into the hair. Like the hair culture is a big thing. Hair culture is big with black women everywhere. Oh, is that right? It's like a billion dollar industry. Really? Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Well, we'll take a selfie in a minute so they know what we're talking about. Perfect. I'm with it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much to Mia for joining me. Although, of course, she just had nothing to do like me. So hence the podcast is back up and running. Uh, We'll try to keep it going on the regular. And uh, I'll be back in Ireland. I'm going to Ireland on Sunday night to edit a special that I recorded uh, about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. And all going well. That'll be up on a particular platform in January. And 
nothing else. Uh, message us on Facebook. My Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop or Instagram at Des Bishop. I've been doing a lot more Instagram stories. If anyone wants to add my Instagram, my Snapchat is Des Buffer. And uh, like it if you uh, haven't liked our, uh, you know, haven't liked our uh, iTunes page and subscribe, most importantly, uh, wherever you listen to it. And um, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, I haven't been great. I'll try to be better, uh, both <laughs> in the in the podcasting world and just in general to human beings, uh, and in the spirit of the chat to women in comedy. So, chat to you guys soon. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.